this institution is reflective, like you're saying, look at all those statues throughout there and a lot of people that have worked hard to be the first of their family to do things or because they're, they, they have a vision and they, they're sacrificing things. They're working one, two, three jobs and going to school. And that's kind of the, that's kind of what I feel Fullerton people are. They're sacrificing. They, they've had to overcome things in their life, but they're, they're believing in themselves and they're putting in the effort and energy and that's where they separate themselves. And that's a reflection of what athletics is. Hello, Titans, and welcome to Season 4 of the Fram and Friends Podcast. We are so excited to be back in person at Titan Radio for our first face-to-face podcast in 18 months. Here to introduce our inaugural Season 4 guest is our host and president, Fram Virgie. Well, hey, everyone. We probably sound a little muffled because we are all gathered together, but we're in our masks like we're supposed to be because we have that indoor mask mandate. Hopefully that'll be off by the end of September, and next time we're talking to you, will actually sound as crisp and clear as these mics want us to be. Uh, we're here today uh, with a great guest, uh, one I'm really excited about. Uh, it is the sixth head coach for Titan Baseball, uh, former pitching coach for uh, East Carolina. Uh, he was a, also a former pitching coach for us here at, uh, at uh, Cal State Fullerton when we, we went to the College World Series. Also a pitching coach for Oregon, coming home to Cal State Fullerton, uh, great to have with us, Jason Dietrich. Coach, it's really great to have you here. I know some people call you Dietz. Is that okay if we call you that? <laughs> Dietz and, uh, yeah, there's many names, but Dietz is the, <laughs> the, the most consistent one. But yeah, that's great to be here. I appreciate it and excited to get to talk to you and break things down and let you know how things have been kind of transpiring over the last six or seven weeks. But yeah, excited, man. It's good to see you again, too. It's great to see you. I'm sure there are some names they call you that we can't say on, on exactly. the podcast, <laughs> but I'll, you can tell me those after the fact, right? <laughs> yeah, hopefully things I don't want to hear, too, but hey. It's... Well, you know, the thing I want, Dietz, the thing I wanted to do first um, is sort of set the stage a little mm-hmm. bit and share with everybody who you are, sort of your background and where you came from. So, I mean, everybody's going to see you out there managing the team. Uh you know, for us, as you know, because you've been a part of it, yeah. Titan Baseball is a huge, huge part of Cal State Fullerton. But uh, so folks are going to be looking at you and they're going to be wondering, where'd you grow up? Uh, how'd you develop your love of baseball? So just tell us a little bit about yourself to get us started. You got no problem. I'm, I'm, you know, I was born in Stuttgart, Germany. My dad was stationed there in the Army. I was only there for a couple of years. But we came back and I grew up in Garden Grove, California. So I was there pretty much majority of my life, or at least for early 20-something years. I uh, went to modern day high school. Uh, it's in Santa Ana, uh, California, a good school there. And then from there, like I said, I've playing baseball my whole life. I uh, went to Santa Ana Community College. Back then, it was called Rancho Santiago uh, College. Mm-hmm. I played there. I was fortunate enough to get a scholarship to Pepperdine University. Played Pepperdine for a year. And then again, I was blessed to get uh, drafted by the Colorado Rockies uh, and play minor league baseball for four years. And that's when injuries kind of sidetracked my career and decided to move on. And I came back to Cal State Fullerton to get my undergrad. So I'm a graduate of Cal State Fullerton because uh, I grew up around Fullerton my whole life, watching Fullerton baseball with my dad and my brother. So again, we've been, this program's been a lot and meant a lot to our life. And so to go to school here, and then I started my coaching career about 23 years ago, kind of did the whole tour from high school, Arcadia High School, Los Angeles City College to Irvine Valley College to Cal State LA, UC Irvine, Fullerton, and then uh, Oregon, East Carolina, now back at Fullerton. So I think this is my 14th year in Division One baseball. 
So, yeah, it's, I mean, first, you know, first time as a head coach, excited. That's been awesome. Uh, just like anything in life, when you get this great opportunity, uh, it just presents itself. And you're so fortunate and blessed to, especially to come back to a place where I graduated, but also a place I coached for four years. I grew up around here. So, you know, this program means a lot to myself and my family. And to have the opportunity to be the head coach is, is special. And I'm thankful. And I'm glad there's, uh, you know, a Jim Donovan and, and, the uh, you know search committee felt I was the one that could do it, and I'm very thankful for that. Well, we're we're not just pleased, but blessed and excited to have you. But you know, there's there's uh, I think so many people listening to this grew up loving baseball. Uh, whether you were putting your mitt under your under your pillow at night when you were <laughs> a kid, or you were uh, plugging in, I'm old enough to remember when you plugged in those little white. Uh, uh, ear, ear, ear uh, pod and, and listening to the Dodger game or the Angel game or whoever your team was. We grew up loving the game and playing the game, whether it was on the field or on the street. Mm -hmm. But there's not too many people who then make it a career first as a player and then as a coach. When did you decide that coaching was going to be your life and baseball mm -hmm. coaching in particular? It's crazy how I fell into that, to be honest with you. I got done playing when I was 25 years old. Uh, and I obviously I would need to go back to school. And that's when I came to Cal State Fullerton and I was finishing up my undergrad, uh, in criminal justice. Uh, my older brother was a sheriff. I was contemplating something law enforcement, uh, a good friend of mine, who's a former player here named Mike Parisi, uh, got a head coaching job at Arcadia high school. And he just reached out and goes, Hey, you know, um, be head coach. Would you be my pitching coach? I'm like, you know what? Um, yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do yet. I was working some side jobs, valet parking, substitute teaching, just to make ends meet, and I'm trying to figure things out. Sure. Um, and so he asked me, I'm like, you know, yeah, let me, let me, I want to get back. I'm, it's been a year and a half. I've been away from the game of baseball. I missed it, and I did that, and I got my master's degree at Azusa Pacific. That's pretty close to Arcadia, and then from there, I just had a love for it. I just enjoyed being around. I missed the game, and, and I, I love the game, but it's one of those things I just go, you know what. Did it for one year, and I'm like, I'm going to do it another year, and I just kept on going. This is awesome, and and it's weird because the coaching profession, uh, obviously, you're not doing it because you're, you know, making a lot of money. <laughs> you're doing it because you love the game, and then you're trying to figure out a way to make a living out of it, and that's kind of the the things I was doing by you know, a couple of years in high school. Then I went to the community college level, and then I started teaching classes there, and that's, you know, what you have to do. You teach classes and you coach uh, in the afternoon. So, yeah, it's just kind of kept on going. And then, like I said, you just kind of just keep doing what you're doing and keep working at your craft and learning from people, going to conventions and getting better. And that's when I kept on going, geez, I wanted to keep doing this. And then you need to get a break. And I've gotten a couple breaks when I went to Cal State Los Angeles there for a year. We went to the Division II World Series there. And then that head coach got hired at UC Irvine. And the goal was always to get to Division One, And you need some friends and some people that believe in you and can give you a break. And I was fortunate enough to kind of write his coattails a little bit. And Get a director of operations at UC Irvine with Michael Lesby there. And that got me in the door. And then you just be around good people. You start learning and paying attention. And then again, Michael Lesby gave me an opportunity to be a pitching coach there. And that was, you know, I'm so thankful for that. And it's kind of it's kind of taken care of itself from there. But yeah, that's kind of when I was like, you know, you didn't I didn't know baseball was gonna be my profession, coaching was, but it just kept on going and I had a passion and love for it. And I go, I just want to go to work or what I'm gonna do things where I love and baseball's something I love and I have a passion for. And uh, it's crazy how it's, I've been blessed uh, for the opportunities I've been given by numerous people to be in the position I'm at today. Yeah, you're so you're so right and so uh, uh, 
smart coach to say the best thing in the world, the most blessing you can have is to do something for a living that you love to do. Right. Right. hundred percent. Um, you know, sports is a, a passion for so many people. For me, I, I, you know, I was a water polo player in college. I loved playing polo. I loved the game. Um, but uh, even though I was a water polo player, there's something almost mystical, almost definitely magical about baseball. Whether you play it, uh, manage it, watch it, you, f- you feel like you live it. And uh, so... I'm wondering, what do you think is the secret to that field of dreams? The secret to to um, why baseball just sucks you in the way it does and becomes a life passion. I got four boys. Dodger game is on. I'm, you know, full disclosure. I'm a huge Dodger fan. Have been my whole life. Dodger game is on every night. My wife and I watch it every night. We're all talking about it. It's usually on two or three TVs at a time. <laughs> And I can't figure out why, but right. um, every night that game comes on and I watch it and I'm, I'm playing, I'm, I'm playing along with the players and I'm drawn into the game and every game is different and every game is special. Is it the competition? Is it the life lessons? Is it the kind of beauty and balance of the, of the game? What do you think it is? I think it's a mixture of all those things you just said. It, it, it is. I've never really kind of gone down that avenue of why. Uh, I just know that I grew up around it. I an older and younger brother. We played. My dad loved baseball, so it was kind of passed down to us. And then that just grew, and we just loved the competition. And then it's just, I feel the relationships you build, the friendships you build with people and getting to know that and that competitive juices. But yet, that's kind of what's throughout what I reflect on is that's a big piece of the puzzle is the the relationships I've built, you know, to <clears throat> where I met my wife was a game of baseball. Um, like I said, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of close people in my life are from the game of baseball. And that's just from college buddies to pro ball to coaching. Uh, it's just amazing that just that passion for the game. I, I wish I can explain it a little better, but it's just something that the game in itself is just uh, it's unique. You're right. Every every day is different. Every game's different. It's just the whole. It's such a mind. It's like a chess match. You're just playing that game and paying attention to it and watching the details of the game and seeing how people do things at a high level and then. It's just kind of grabbed you. You know, some people might think it's boring, and I understand that too, but I don't think it's boring. It's just so fun to see how a game evolves and the kind of chess match of the managers and how the players, and it's just you're watching it. It's going, God, this is so much fun. And it's just, it, it, it grabs you, especially a great game, you know, close ball game that's intense. And it's just, it's just something that I guess you just got to have in a, you know, just draws, drew me in. And it's been something like you watch the Dodger games. Yeah. I'm, I'm on my MLB TV at night watching random games just to watch baseball because that's just, I just want to see baseball and watch guys play. And plus a lot of former Titans are out there playing in the big leagues, which is awesome to follow those guys. And those guys are awesome. And so that's kind of why, you know, I got that package is to see a lot of the former players have a chance to coach and uh, be up there. And that's special for them. And again, it is a beautiful game and I wish I can give you a little more than that, but it's, it's, it's awesome for me. I just, I love just watching it and paying attention to the, just how the game evolves and that's the fun part of it. And, you know, that's kind of for myself. So, yeah, it cracks me up that I can, I can turn on a game and already know the outcome already know the (laughs) score. It can be an old game and I still want to watch it and I still am am paying attention. You know, for me, um, uh, I love literature. I love reading, uh, fiction. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I love about novels or short stories 
is you can read the surface and you can just read it for what happens. And usually if, it, if it's a good one, just the story is enough. And then if you go back and you read it again, you see the second layer or the third layer or the themes or the ideas or the life lessons or the um, challenges or all the things that come from that. And I feel the same way about watching baseball is if you want to, you just sit down there, you pull out your peanuts and you just watch the game and you keep scoring. Okay, well, whatever. And you can turn and talk to your buddy and get up and go go grab a beer or whatever it is you're going to do and come back and come and leave it. And it's, and it's enjoyable. Yeah. And yet, if you start studying, you start watching, okay, let's just watch the pitching for this game. Oh. Or let's just watch the hitting for this game. Or let's just watch first base. Or let's just watch what the, the signs the manager's given. How, you know... There's so much going on. It's yeah. an orchestra right. going on all at one time. And just like you can listen to a symphony and just listen to the piccolo or just listen to the violin, you can watch a game and key on in individual issues. And it can be even more enjoyable. And you can find yourself nine innings is forever. And at the same time, it goes so fast because of all the things you're having. And then you're ready to do it again the next day. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's yeah. so true. And that's the, that's the great and the beauty of the game. And that's why, I mean, when you watch it on TV, you only see so much, right? But yep. when you're in person, you get, you're paying, you're watching, at least I do, I watch everything. All the position players, kind of how they're reacting, obviously the hitter, the dugouts, how they're doing things. So you, when you're in live game, you're, you're paying attention to everything. You know, you're even watching the bullpen, how those guys, what are they doing down there? And you're just trying to learn and pay attention for me, that's kind of the, the love and beauty of the game because you're just sitting there just being a fan, but also you're playing the game in your mind and you're wondering how things are going to happen and how the games are going to unfold. And and there's so many turns it can make and, you know, play here, a pitch here, anything. It's just weird. You, that's why I think it's the unknown and seeing how yeah. a game evolves for those 27 outs is what's the beauty of it because you're just paying attention on a you know, well-pitched game, 1-0 game to a 14-12 to 12 game, whatever it may be. You're just watching the whole competition of it and just those are things that get you going i mean i get goosebumps at times just watching a game i'm like i'm not even involved because it's just so fun it's so intense and because you you know, you know i love the game yeah and that's you're right and you pay attention and watching that stuff that's the fun part that's that's the stuff that i love uh, i love that you mentioned friendships as being such a driving force of baseball and baseball has a unique rhythm that empowers you to have conversations while studying the game mm -hmm. There's those little moments where you can just share after that pitch and just talk for a second. And that builds those friendships. And I it just, for me, that's unique to baseball. It you is. just, you're talking with a buddy the whole time and you never lose. And that's where the friendships come from. You're right. And that's just, you know, and those are the people that, like I said, not everyone has to love the game, but the people that you do and you're around, you're right. You just nail it. And then you're talking about, you know, the game. You're not trying to, you're playing, I guess, Monday quarterback a little bit, but you're yeah. just kind of, play the game and watch it and then the beauty of it like wow that was a great play i didn't think that or did you see you know what that guy mm -hmm. did and that was pretty interesting to see you know the hitters approach going against that good pitcher and vice versa so you're just kind of paying attention to those little things and like you said your friends around you and even your wife or you know mm -hmm. loved ones it's just anyone that's next to you sometimes you don't talk to you just sit there and watch mm -hmm. the game because it's just it's special too uh but yeah you're right that's the friendships are built because the love for the game and it's just like i said it's you can see different every night's different it's not just the same and sometimes people think it's the same it really isn't you, if you really pay attention to the game every night is different and that's what's unique about the game it's just you, you can be caught and go wow i've never seen that mm. you can watch games for 30 years of your life and you're like damn i haven't seen that <laughs> yeah and that's what's beauty about it and that's where it's like you may see a lot of things too but some things you're like i've never seen that before 
and that's just awesome and that's what that's why you love the game to see those moments yeah you know the the fun contrast of who you're watching the game with mm. so lots of times when i'm watching titan baseball i'm sitting with jim donovan our athletic director and we're watching the game and he is a student of the game and he understands the game better than i do my kids are fanatical baseball fans my um especially my two middle sons and so while i watch it with them and they just comment and i learn so much every time i'm watching the game with them my fourth son is from Rwanda, and he doesn't know baseball from a hole in the wall. <laughs> and so I sit and watch the game, and I'm explaining to him what's going on. You know, he's like, I don't even, strikes, balls, <laughs> you know, they're running around the bases. Yeah. Well, why is that guy doing that, and why is he out? And, and you're constantly explaining. And for us, it's second nature because yeah. we've been watching our whole lives, and that's enjoyable in a different way. Mm-hmm. So there's so many, just like you can pick up a a novel and mm-hmm. read it and, and, and learn so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Listen to a lecture from a, from a faculty member and learn so many different ways. Watch the baseball game with different people and you'll see it through their eyes and it's completely different. 100%. Completely mm-hmm. different. Yeah, that's, what's, that's what's awesome about it. All right. So let's get to, let, let's get to a good question, which is uh, what's your favorite major league team, bud? My favorite major league team, I've always been an Angel fan. Oh. Yeah, I grew up in the Angels. I went to the 2002 Game 7 when they won it against the Giants. Growing up, you know, in Garden Grove, uh, sure. I always mm-hmm. went to Angel games. Um, you know, like I said, Dodgers, you know, I like the Dodgers, but Angels has always been my my favorite team uh, just because, like I said, it was in the backyard and always accessible to go to games. So I thought I always, maybe you'd say Colorado. No, I mean, it was, you know, again, blessed to have been drafted by them and yeah. been to Coors Field uh, numerous times. But I know the Angels is being you know, like that's just my home team, and to follow them, and then have met players um, that play for them. You know, Darren Erstad, I've got to know him. He was coaching Nebraska. Yeah. You know, Troy Percival is at UC Riverside when he was a head coach. So again, just guys that you just kind of idolized and watched and appreciated. So it's always good to, you know, like I said, I, I love the Angels. Uh, they've been struggling, so they've been a little frustrating lately. But you know Suzuki's on the team. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Matt Wise is the pitching coach, a former Titan. Yeah. So yeah, you pay attention to those guys too, and you root them on. Um, so that's the good stuff. And it's a great place to see a game. It, yeah, it you is. Know, I it love is. the uh, stadium. It's great. Um, uh, I was driving in to work this morning, and there was a story on NPR that said they just they did some kind of scraping of all social media for the. Uh, baseball team that there was the most hated team in baseball major league baseball team that other other cities love to hate and i thought for sure it was gonna be the yankees yeah for sure <laughs> but do you know who it was uh-uh. the dodgers really yeah of mm. all teams in major league baseball they had the most negative tweets about them they're mm. just jealous because mm. you know because we are the best no yeah. no offense to the angels. i love the angels too i love the angels too yeah. and i grew up listening to both of them i love both teams uh, really, really fun. Um, uh, so you're you're up to this point. You've been concentrating, and uh, you know your your expertise and your claim to fame, and uh, the thing where you've been most successful, pitching coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, share with us what uh, what pitching means to you. What is it? Uh, pitching so much. Uh, you know what it's. It is. There's so much that goes into pitching. Uh, people just ca- get caught up in the physical, the mechanical stuff, but there's so much mental mm. 
there's so many mental things you have to help educate guys. And with Ken Revisa being, you know, the former professor here, and yep. he was, I felt, the pioneer of working the mental game of baseball. Back in the 80s, that was kind of frowned upon. People thought you were weak, uh, but you, the people that knew it, you weren't being weak. You're trying to figure out how I can help myself because the game is so challenging. That's what gets guys not the, they have kind of the physical tools, but yet in pitching, there's the mental capacity. How do you overcome things? How do you deal with things? A simple thing is breathing. You know, that's mm. something that sounds people don't get, and, but you have to slow things down because your heart rate gets going, you get going, bad call, air, you give up a home run, whatever it may be. So there's so many mental things that you have to learn to do, and but that's, you have to buy into that. And that's a big part of the game that I love is you're helping these young men because you're talking about, let's say there's 15 pitchers on your staff. You have to get to know them individually and how they tick, how they operate, how they work. They got to buy into your vision and what you believe and your philosophy. So those are things that in years keep on making that happen and grow with it. But you, when you see things work, you always make you start in your you know, back of your brain. And, and then because it's just, it helps a lot of guys. And then you're trying to always tinker with things to help other guys because not everyone's the same that's why pitching to me is so unique it's just a game of baseball too it's not just the pitchers but pitching in itself you know i pitched so i loved it i loved how the you know you had the ball in your hands you're the one dictating the game at a high level yep and so you get your your guys around you that they're playing defense for you but in the pitching you know you, you're you're the one that's setting the tone so to speak and so that that's i think a great challenge i think that's you want those guys that are mentally strong that can handle that. And that's when you teach them this. So to me, it's not just, that's why pitching so beautiful. And that's why I've, you know, for 23 years, I've done this at the different levels, but I keep growing too. I'm not done. I want to keep learning and keep getting better at this and keep you know, diving into so many different things with the new stuff is the data, the analytic, you know, analytics. So you're learning that to how you can evolve that, but not overwhelm young minds. So it's a blend of things. And so if you don't evolve and you don't adjust as a coach, then you're, you're going in a different direction. So that's just kind of life, right? You need to, that's why pitching to me is I'm always learning, always evolving, always reading, always listening to people, watching videos. So to me, that's why pitching, you know, I just kept doing it. And I know I'm a head coach now and there's different responsibilities, but I'm still going to do the pitching because I just, I love it. And if I need to pass the baton down the road, I will. But right now uh, I'm excited to still stick with the pitchers because it's, it's a, Every year is a new year, and that's what as you. I mean, how simple that sounds. As a, you yeah, know, that's baseball. You, right you there. have to keep understanding who your guys are and how to work with them, and you know that just takes time. And that's the, I guess that's the beauty of it is because you really have to work hard to figure them out the best you can. It's an ongoing process, and you don't have it all figured out with them, but you're working hard to to help them in different ways because every guy is different in their needs and their wants and how to get them better. But I, like I was telling you, the whole mental game to me is a a big piece of puzzle that we dive into and really explore and help our guys understand that. So 18 and 22 year olds, sometimes they don't They're like, I don't know, coach, I'm not into that. We're like, well, we'll show you why this can help. We just mm -hmm. got to give you the why. And, and that's where I think that a lot of guys start soon recognizing because they start experiencing the things we're talking about. They're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I see where we come from coach. And we're like, yeah, we're not going to tell you things that these are all the experiences we've been blessed to be around. And so we share them with you guys so we can try to help you understand what could present itself down the road that's just preparation mm -hmm. and so that's the stuff why pitching to me is as you know it's pitching and defense right so yeah. okay get those pitchers yeah. dialed in and get them to throw strikes and do all the little details of feeling their position and shutting down the running game but being mentally strong because that's you know that's what boils down to you go to those hostile environments you gotta be you gotta learn yeah. to tune out the crowd you gotta learn to 
deal with a small strike zone because umpires are they're from that town and they're not going to give you the luxury of doing things so you have to really keep working at that at a high level and that's what what i enjoy uh doing and that's why you got to keep reading and learning and you know luckily i've been blessed to be around some great players too and some great young men that have bought in and have done great things in their life not just in the professional ranks but just in life in general so yeah i heard uh i listened to the game the other night and hershiser was uh, uh commentating and he was talking about how much he liked the sound of the crowd because it drowned it out everything else and he wasn't listening to it he wasn't affected by it uh-huh. but it let him be by himself mm. just like silence the roar was so loud that it let him concentrate and i thought that was fascinating you know i you know i watch pitchers and when they get in when they get into the zen when they get into the mode and they're on, you know when they're on it it's a thing of beauty it's like mm-hmm. a you know i'm not a golfer but i imagine it's like a golf swing when you when you're on you're on when you're pitching and you're making those pitches and you feel it you feel invincible you feel one with everything must be just an amazing feeling um it's also always a surprise and never gets old you don't know what's coming next mm-hmm. um including acts of god i'll never forget <laughs> eshelman's performance in the college world series and then the thunder and lightning or whatever yes. changed everything and it's just part of the game it's part of the game and that vanderbilt they got that little rabbit's foot i guess yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm just kidding they're they're it's a great program but yeah it's weird how things work right just a little thing like that like you're saying that's why the game is so unique and you get that little i mean we had so much momentum in that game and the next day is a different day yeah you know you want to carry the momentum and all of a sudden it's again it's that back and forth you know the heavyweight fight and unfortunately they walked us off but you're right i mean we you had but that was only for five innings. I think we had it. Obviously, it's a nine-inning ball game, twenty-seven outs. So you keep on telling your guys. That's why every out's important. Very. Every little thing is important. Yeah. So those are the things that you preach, but you, you're you, you nailed it. It's just so <laughs> that's the craziness of the game. Well, and then every every once in a while, you watch some guy come out to the mound and his approach or his stance or his style. You go, you got to be kidding me! And then they succeed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like incredible. How did he ever decide to throw like that? Or how did he ever yeah. decide that his approach or his windup was going to be like that? Yet it works for him. Yep. So he better not stop. Which kind of brings me to another thing, which is the mystique of baseball superstition. Hmm. Right? It's built into the game. Uh, every you know, you can watch a game and you see every player. They know they they go through the same ritual, whatever it is that is their ritual, whether they're up to bat or gonna pitch. The same motions, the same motivations. Um, it's it seems like it's baked into the game of baseball. So, are you a superstitious guy, coach, or uh-huh. do, do do you have your rituals? I think at times, you know, like you, you've done things, and then you try not to make them superstitions. You try to call them routines, <laughs> but then you see something work, you're like, well, I got to do that again. You know, I got to write write the lineup a certain way again, or I got to talk to coach a certain way again. So, yeah, you get you do get caught up in it because that's just again the mental game. It gets you to think and buy into things and you believe in that. And then you start coming down to earth going, well, it's not really that. But mm. in your mind, sometimes it fools you a little bit going, well, geez, we won four in a row and I've done this. So I'm going to keep this going. You know, a certain, yeah. well, I've talked to them this way or I've presented things a certain way or whatever. You, I, I ate this meal, you know, so that <laughs> I'm going to keep eating that meal until we, we lose or, <laughs> you know, going to bed at a certain time or watching a certain. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Everyone has their kind of little, sure. I guess, yeah, a lot of superstitions, but rituals and like I said, routines and habits. 
Um, but it's just preparation. Yeah, it's part like, of part get of it. your head in the game. Yeah, and it's and, and it's, everyone like that's what's unique. Everyone believes in different things. Everyone does different things, and that's why it keeps the game so fun. And and it, it, like I said, it's just another the mental piece of the game that you're just guys buy into that. Some guys don't buy into it, and some guys have them, some guys don't. Uh, but that's where it's unique. But mm. you're right. If someone's you know batting 400 in the last week, well, they're eating that. Certain mm. food they ate, or certain shake, or they're doing a certain thing. They're keeping. I'll eat that. those damn Brussels yeah, sprouts again. <laughs> right, that's what it is. That's that's you'd be surprised that some guys get caught up in that because when you get in those streaks or you get in those moments, you're figuring out well, how's this? How's this working? Mm. So you're 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 thinking. Sometimes you may be overthinking things instead of just going. Well, I'm just enjoying and competing. I'm trusting in my work, and as you know, the ebbs and flows of a of a season and of players. I mean, you're going to go through your slumps, and you're going to have some rough outings. Is again, how do you overcome it? And that's again the game itself. You, that's why it's so unique. It's not going to always be that way. And then the guys that can mentally make the adjustments and physically make the adjustments, that's why they're playing at the highest level. Mm. Yep. Yep. And they're blessed so, too. This is uh, one of the unique things about being a head coach and especially a head coach in a Division One program, and especially a head coach in a Division One program in a national university is you're an educator. You're not just a coach. You're not just a manager. You're an educator for for these uh, young men, uh, teaching them about life for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. But you also have a responsibility, not just to your players, mm -hmm. but to the university, to the fans, yep. to um, the university community. So what what's your, your thought on how baseball uh, or maybe just college sports in general, how they fit into the perspective of what the college experience should be, sure, for players, but for the fans, for um, for the community, for the leadership. Um, what what what's the what's the goal besides winning the game? It's representing the university and your family the right way. I mean, you want to, and they want to put a great product out there, and you want your university to be proud. You want the student population, everyone. That's where. When you play the game right, you play with energy and you play with passion and you do the best you can with what you have. That's where you want the people to come out because they're like, this is fun. These guys take pride. You know, I go to school there. I want to watch these guys. Yeah, they're nationally renowned. Why? Because they play the fundamental games of the baseball, but they play for each other. You know, they're playing for the university. Stuff like that to me is huge because that's what we've signed up for. Uh, we take a lot of pride in, in working hard to show everyone that this means a lot to us. And we, with Titans across our chest or whatever we have across our chest, that's what it's about. And that's why we want people to enjoy it and come out to games and support us because we want them to know that this is for you guys and this is for us and we're all together on this and we're pulling from the same rope. That's why I think college athletics is so fun. You start watching college football starting and that's, think about all those, you know, people get hyped up just to go to college football games. They're so much fun, you know. Uh, that's what you want every sport to be. And I know it's tough and there's so many Division One schools out there, but that's your goal at the end of the day, especially as a head coach and your staff and your team. You want to make sure you're representing everyone, you know, and you name it from anyone on campus. This is our job is to go out there and, and represent, you know, Cal State Fort. And, and that's what you think about. That's what the whole Titan program has been about. It's mm -hmm. been a passion and a love for the game. And that usually exudes. And that's why I think the fan base is built up, not because of just winning, because they put a great product and they've done things right. They've had unbelievable head coaches here and assistants, but unbelievable players too. You put all that together, and that's why I think Cal State Fullerton is a special place because of the people that have put in all that hard work and have done it the right way. And just, you know, you think about it, four national championships, man, that's pretty good for a school that's not, you know, a power five school. Yep. Because 
you know, just the people that have been here. And that's what we take pride in is, is representing that. We don't need the bells and the whistles, but yet we're blessed to have the great resources we do. And that's what we take pride in. And for, for us, that's, that's where I'm excited to make sure we're, we're doing things the right way. And not just on the field, but off the field in the classroom and representing. If we're going to be, you know, we're representing athletics and we have to make sure we're doing things right. And that's what we take pride in. And that's what I'm excited to see. Not just us and watch the other teams too. I mean, she's eight thousand people at the women, women's soccer game. That's awesome. So good. You Fifth know, most I saw volleyball. All time. Yeah, think about in that. NC two A history. Yeah, that's amazing. And then I think it's like nine hundred people at the women's volleyball. I mean, just to yeah. see that. That's like to me. It's like God, that's awesome because they're just showing their support, and that's where you want. And again, that's the challenge you have to accept. When yeah, well, we want everyone to come out to the sporting events, but then you have to win too, and that brings the people wanting because they see how you're doing things, and they want to see that's fun. You want them to walk away that's fun. You know, I enjoyed it. Yeah. And if you can get that, that means that we have to work hard to and practice to make sure we're doing that in the game. And that's where I love students to come out uh, and just the community to come out. Anyone in the surrounding area, even if you're not, just you want to come watch some baseball or basketball or soccer or anything on campus. Just that's our job as coaches is to make sure we're doing it right. And that's why we're excited. So I'm excited. I was pumped to see all that stuff that's going on. Yeah. You know, uh, Division one athletics teaches so much to the to players themselves: leadership, mm -hmm. tenacity, teamwork, uh, overcoming adversity, mm -hmm. uh, putting in putting in the hard work and mm -hmm. getting the results. But as uh, uh, Ad Donovan's uh, fond of saying, and I've adopted, it's all baseball and all our sports, but especially baseball. It's the front porch into our university. It is the entree point. Mm -hmm. for people to come and learn more about who we are as an institution and how we represent ourselves on the field. Um, uh, I love when I see our players, whether it's baseball or women's volleyball or anything else, um, playing in a hard game and the ref, the refing may not be good and the other side's complaining and we don't say a word. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the other side's gloating and we don't gloat. We're ahead, and we don't we don't rub it in. Mm -hmm. I love seeing the diversity of our teams that represents the actual diversity of our campus. If there's a place where equity and inclusion are probably best exemplified on our campus, it's in our athletics. Mm -hmm. I love seeing our community care, uh, whether we win or lose, mm -hmm. and paying attention to that, um, so that it can do so much for the institution. Um, it's a gathering uh, center point for us as a community to build community. So that's a lot on your shoulders. Yeah. But, but it's there. Yeah, that's the fun part. That's the challenge. When you say yes to something like this, you understand what you're walking into because that's why it's so special. And we know the expectations. I mean, you know the standards that this program has. And that's what you 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 take the ownership of that and you work hard to keep on putting in those, you know, those days. You're working, you know, seven days a week for a while. And you take, but you do it, it's not really work because you're just enjoying what you're doing and figuring out how to get the program to where you know it needs to be. And there's, like I said, it's a special place for a reason. And that's why you work hard to, because you know what was happened the previous, you know, X amount of years. And that's where you, you enjoy that. And you're like, hey, let's go. Let's keep on. There's so many people that put in a lot of work. That's where you take that baton and you're blessed to have taken it. And then now it's our job to get out there and, and represent the, this, this program, this community you know, these, these students the right way. So that's the stuff we enjoy. Yeah. I was thinking about, uh, um, the shoes that you're standing in, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, for us at, as Titans, uh, Titan baseball is a storied program. It is, it is 
impactful and important across the nation. You can wear your baseball cap anywhere and they either are Fullerton or uh, Florida, which is it, right? <laughs> exactly. They know. They know what Cal State Fullerton mm-hmm. means. Um, but your name is now being mentioned in the same in the same phrases with Augie Garrido and George Horton and Rick Vanderhoek. Um, and I mean, that, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, How does that feel? Is that is that uh, <laughs> daunting for you, or do you yeah. you feel really good about that? I'm sure you feel both, but yeah. tell us about that. Yeah, no, it's uh, it is because when you reflect on those coaches, uh, they have done amazing things in their career, and it's not just winning games and winning championships. They have helped so many young men move on in their life, and that's what you can tell they take pride in. I mean, I had a chance to work for George Horton and Rick Vanderhoek, two of the guys that are you know previous head coaches here, so you learn so much from those guys. I paid attention to Augie Garrido. I know Dave Serrano. I think Larry Cochelle was the other, was it Larry? I think it was the mm-hmm. other coach for a couple of two or three years. So I've knew about him when I was growing up, but it wasn't like, you know, from other, not here a little bit, but his career, but all those guys have been successful. And that's because they just put in the work, done things good on and off the field. And you just pay attention to how they go about it. I mean, they did it with some minimal resources back in the day, but it wasn't about the resources, about just, teaching the game of baseball and finding young hungry men that wanted to play and develop. And that's kind of what this program has always been is they, you're not always looking on certain websites to go, who's the top players in the nation. You figure out that you go out there and find the right ones. And that's what fit in your style. And that's, yeah, you want to be talented, obviously, but the guys are going to work hard, do things right. Great teammates, great makeup, great character. Again, kind of a blue collar chip on your shoulder mentality. And those are the ones that come into practice every day doing that. And that's, when you think about Fullerton, that's what I always come, you know, all the games and all the things I've seen, that's what I always think of, like, God, they play the game at a high level of passion, but they're so fundamentally sound, and they develop them, you know, not just as players, but as men. And that's the things that you learn, and throughout my years of becoming a coach, that's some, a lot of things I've been paid attention to, to be in those shoes. It is, it's a, it's a lot, but that's, yeah, that's, that's what I'm blessed, you know, you work hard for a reason in life. And this opportunity presents itself and you're walking into something that's so it's the pride. It's a pride in it that I'm like, yeah, I can't wait. And uh, yeah, it's a lot on your shoulders, but this is what you signed up for, man. This is why you do it. This is you, you want to go for it and give it your all. And you want to have fun doing it. You want to have fun. And it's not going to be smooth sailing. I know that. And uh, it's not about that, but it's the whole process. It's the journey. It's figuring things out through the good times. It's like a marriage, right? You got to navigate through many different things. You got to work together at them, you know, good and bad. You you grind it out together and you put in that work for a reason. So that's where I'm excited. And yeah, it is. I've had times to reflect a little bit. It's been, you know, times you're just pinching yourself a little bit going, how, how lucky am I yeah. to get to work at a place where there's so many Hall of Fame coaches, but they're all Hall of Fame people. So to know that and that to me, it's like, it's special. And you're like, yeah, let's go. I'm ready for the challenge. Let's get after it. So, yeah, you know, I'm, a, I'm an old fart. So there was this movie probably in the late, 60s early 70s called the candidate robert redford movie and he was running for senate and he was like nobody would he nobody was going to vote for this guy um and at the end of the movie the last three minutes he wins the election and he becomes the senator for california and then uh he turns to somebody says now what do i do (laughs) right and i gotta tell you when i first uh uh, got the opportunity to actually think about becoming the president of Cal State Fullerton. I was so hyped and so excited and so, you know, jazzed for it. But I never thought it was going to happen. And then all of a sudden it happened. And I thought, mm. holy cow, now what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. You got uh, a little bit of that? Yeah. Oh, yes. I mean, 
when you're an assistant your whole life, you know your responsibilities and you know your lane, so to speak, to be in. And you've always seen the head coach doing things, but you don't, yeah, you, you pay attention, but you're not like, well, he's got so much to deal with. And mm-hmm. you watch what they do, but you're not like knowing everything that they do. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, mm-hmm. okay, I got all these other things to worry about, not just <laughs> worrying about the pitchers and recruiting. And <laughs> now you got everybody to worry about and all these other avenues to worry about. But it's a good thing, but it's been, yeah, at times you're like, oh, wow, okay, I'm kind of, I got to figure this out. But then that's why you talk to people and ask questions and have a supporting staff. That's great. Uh, but yeah, it's part of the learning curve. I'm going to have to kind of deal with myself and I'll trip and fall, but I'll get, get up and keep figuring out how to do things the right way. And that just takes time. As you know, when you're in a different seat, you got to really pay attention and come with your system and create it. So we're all on the same page and making sure it's flowing in the direction that you want. So yeah, that's, it's at times I'm sitting there going, whew, your hair feels like it's getting blown back a little bit, but you're like, <laughs> Hey man, this is, this is what I got to do. This is what I'm doing. So I got to figure this out. And, but yeah, that's. That's just gonna take time to keep working at those things. So when you have those feelings, I'll tell you something. I'm gonna remind you of this, if, you know, and that is, we did a national search. I mean, this is an amazing program. People give their eye teeth to be the head coach of Cal State Fullerton Baseball. We did a national search. We had amazing candidates. Mm-hmm. We chose you. Yeah. We chose you, bud. I know. And we chose you for a reason. And it wasn't just because you're the best pitching coach around. It wasn't just because uh, you had great records of where you went. It ha- it was you were you were the whole package. You were a titan before you got here, right? Yep. And so, uh, take take some confidence in that 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 even at times where you may think, man, what have I got myself into? Was I ready for this? We knew you were ready, yeah. and we know you're ready. Yeah. And so we're very, very excited to have you here, and um, you're absolutely going to crush it, for sure. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, and to have that opportunity. Like I said, it's you're always humbled, man. You're really, hum- for me myself, to be I'm humbled for this and blessed for this great opportunity. You work hard for a reason, and when you have this presented to you, uh, at least you put your foot, your best foot effort forward. Well, that's what you preach as a coach. Give me your best effort. Give me the best you can, and give your mm-hmm. best, and... If you can't walk that walk, then you better not preach it. So that's what, you know, that's where you help young men grow in life. And they're helping you as much as hopefully you're helping them. You know, and that's, that's to be here and to do that. That's like I said, it's, it is, it's something you, you sit back and you're very thankful and, but you got to go, Hey man, that's why you work hard for a reason. And that's to support your family and to do, you do get to do what you love. That to me is, you know, why I'm so thankful that you guys have that faith in me. I have faith in myself. Uh, faith in our staff and I, you know as I'm getting to the players I'm gonna have faith in the players and that's what we have to do our best to put that best product and it's gonna take time but that's the great thing about this game is that we got to keep working and figuring things out and helping these young men become not just good on the baseball field but off the field and help them navigate through things in life so yeah no I'm I'm, I'm beyond very thankful for this great opportunity that you guys have presented myself and my family so we couldn't have this conversation without talking about what's happening physically out there on the field right now mm-hmm. with the renovations. What do you think? Awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're doing a walkthrough next week. Uh, I met with, you know, Steve Atoll yesterday and Kelly Ford, the head softball coach, uh, just to see the kind of layout. And the, it's just to see it kind of when I first came back here for the press conference or not for the interview. And then press conference, you little by little, I'm like this thing's going quick. It's and growing. It's, yeah. yeah. So it's going it's looking fast. great right now. And it looks awesome. So we're, we're excited, and that's the things that, you know, like I said, the university always cares for athletics, especially you. I mean, I've heard, you know, getting to know you and hearing 
the things that you do and how much you love athletics as you know, an athletic program is face a university. And so with that support that you give the athletics, we're so thankful for that because yeah, you know, it's not about the things, but that's part of growth. That's part of saying we have your back and we support you guys and we're there for you and we're going to help you. And that helps too in the recruiting world and to get the guys we want to come here. Small sum, something like that goes a long way because that's a lot of, that's why this program is special because people care. And hey, again, back in the day, they were dressing in the parking lot. Well, we know. And when we we national know that championships. story. Yeah. So they don't, you know, stuff. But yeah, <laughs> when we can do stuff like this, that's what we're thankful for. And, and that's why you appreciate it more because we know how hard it, it is to get that stuff. But we know we're thankful that the whole, you know, you and everyone cares about athletics and the student population. So it's not just that, but it's the blend of both. So yeah, it's been awesome to see the growth of that and to see the softball facility. I'm excited for them. They do a great job. So yep. I, I just, again, we're, we're all thankful for that. And like I said, it's going to help us in numerous ways. And we're going to take pride in that facility. It's going to be, if they, they're, they're going to take pride. Players can take pride in that thing because like I said, a lot of hard work was done. A lot of things, a lot of sacrifices made for that great uh, facility being made for softball and baseball. Yeah, it's reflective of our, our of our uh, belief of the worth of the program, but also of every one of those young men that's mm -hmm. going to be playing in the program, yep. for sure. Um, athletics is a component of what we do at CSUF. Uh, um, what I've noticed at a lot of institutions is that athletics is a, uh, a separate component that isn't as integrated mm -hmm. Uh, into the institution as it could be because we're greater as a whole than we are with our the individual parts. Mm -hmm. And you look at Cal State Fullerton, you know, number one in California for graduating women, number one in California for graduating Latinx students, number one and number three in the nation for graduating students of color, number three in the nation for uh, social mobility, for where our students go after they graduate from here. Uh, 13th in the nation for academic rigor, you know, the academic programs that we have here. More than 50% of our kids, first generation students, first in their family to go to college. Mm -hmm. uh, the only CSU in Orange County. 300,000 alums, 80% of them live within 50 miles of our campus. More Pell students on federal financial aid than all the Ivy Leagues combined. And probably more Pell students than many CSUs have students in total. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, in the midst of that, Division One sports, with really uh, a very limited budget, I have, I'm the first to recognize mm -hmm. that, and yet highly successful programs that are reflective of the institution. Right. You can take each of those things that I said uh, that makes us distinctive, and you can find it in our athletic programs. So, what do you see? in Cal State Fullerton athletics, but in Cal State Fullerton that, it, that you find reflective of yourself, that makes you feel like this is the place that you want to be? Well, I think for me, it's like, you know, you're, you're, this institution is reflective, like you're saying, look at all those statues throughout there and a lot of people that have worked hard to be the first of their family to do things or because they're, they, they have a vision and they, they're sacrificing things. They're working one, two, three jobs and going to school. And that's kind of the, that's kind of what I feel Fullerton people are. They're sacrificing. They, they've had to overcome things in their life, but they, they're believing in themselves and they're putting the effort and energy yeah. and that's where they separate themselves. And that's a reflection of what athletics is, is because you have these hardworking young men and women that are doing things and 
but there's a lot of sacrifices being made by a lot of people uh, in, in coming to this institution because they're they want to better themselves in their life. And by doing that, they got to make sacrifices and it, it does pay off in the end. This is just a, a blend of what you talk about in sports, you know, putting in the work, sacrificing and doing things right and working hard. That's what I believe Cal State Fullerton is with why the students come here is because there's great, great institution. They're learning a lot. They're figuring out what they want to do in their life. And, and but there's a lot of things that they're doing outside of their life that they have to work hard at, too. And it's just that's why it's a blue, kind of a blue collar. Yeah. For me, blue collar school. That's what it is. It's yeah. just everyone's doing things or making those sacrifices and belief. And and again, that's what we we work at to find on the field too. Those kids that have that same uh, mentality and same mindset. And that's again what I've you know when I came to school here, I saw that, and I was one that was working different jobs and finishing up and but learning people that a lot of people were doing that. But a lot of people, you know, when they have time, you're going to sporting events too. So you're interacting good people here you say it's a diverse student population which is great so you're meeting people from everywhere uh, so again the experience i had even though i was older it was awesome both my brothers went here so again we just there's a it's just it's, it, it it's what we believe this is who this is just a good fit for myself and a lot of people you know so that's just because you respect all everyone doing their things that they do in life they're working hard and to better themselves and put them in the best position to grow and do things they want to do in life and that's why you know for me to get to meet the people here and meet the students that have come before me and, you know, student athletes that I've coached. It's, it's a lot of, it mirrors a lot. It's kind of crazy, but that's kind of what I feel the Titans are. The, the, the students and student athletes. You could see it in, in uh, when you were hired, the alums who came out of the woodwork and gave quotes saying, he believed in me. I was not recruited. I was not this blue chip player. And he helped me work hard and get to where I am in life. And it really mirrors what you hear about our faculty. Mm -hmm. And what Fram, to Fram's point, these first generation college students uh, working so hard reflect the, the team. It's so interesting that you see those quotes about you mm -hmm. and they could just as easily be about our faculty and we, they just mirrored each other. Yeah. And that's and that's what I think because we take so much pride in that. I think that's what the Titan being a Titan is. You just have pride in knowing what you're doing and you just have faith in that. And so, yeah, you have to believe in yourself. You got to believe in your helping other people because they're helping you, too. So. You know, I'm blessed that that people do say that, but it's not because you're you want to help them. That's why you know I signed up to be a coach and, and an educator. You know, you're doing many other things. You're kind of a a stepdad too. You know, you're so many things tied up in one. You know, and so that, that's a unique thing is mm. you can affect so many people. And there's at times that you've done things where maybe you've had bad relationships too, but there's more positive out of that because you know, I mean, I can't tell you how many weddings I've been invited to mm. from yeah. former players. That's that's special. That's that time for me bigger than a wins and losses is knowing that you impacted their life that much and because they've impacted your life too and so that's why i love doing what we doing right and that's what fullerton to me is is that's those connections and the, like you said the relationships earlier it's just everything mimics each other and that's what i believe it's just the blue collar that's what fullerton to me is always and that's what professors and that's why they come and do what they do they have a passion for it and and you're right and that's why people uh, i think have been successful is just because they understand where people are coming from and you respect that a tick more and you know how hard people are working to help better their lives. And that's a compliment to them. So, Coach, a couple of questions I always ask my guests, and I'll ask them to you here. So first is, um, who, are the, who are the heroes or the mentors in your life that stand out that you want to make sure that you mention and say, okay, these, these are the people that shaped me and got me here? Well, my high school coach, Bob Ikes, he was a modern-day um, guy. He was hard, but he made you disciplined in doing things. And then when I went to play at Santa Ana Community College, Don Sten's a big mentor of mine. 
former Titan here, uh, one of the all-time winning community college coaches, but he was just unbelievable how he can talk to you and you just respect him. I still talk to him. He's a big, you know, big fan of mine, and I've been blessed to continuously have a garnish a great relationship with him. Uh, he just he affected myself, and my, I have a lot of friends still from the junior college era. He brought that kind of Titan. That's why I learned, you know, being around it, but knowing he was a former Titan, how he implemented things. So I've always been a big fan of how he taught the game, how he treated people, how he knew the game of baseball, how he made people connect and come close in a community college because you can be there one or two years and you're gone. But he did a great job of shaping up what team chemistry was about. So like I said, he impacted my life at a high level. And Andy Lopez, I played for him at Pepperdine. He was a former, he won a couple national championships at Pepperdine and one in Arizona, uh, a hard-nosed guy, but he was just upfront and honest. And that's why I respected him a lot. Still talk to him. Those coaches kind of hit me a lot. Uh, and I, they're people that I still talk to and for questions and thoughts. And then the coaches that I've had a chance to work for, you know, Mike Gillespie, you know, unfortunately he passed away a couple of years ago, but great man. George Horton has been, you know, great to me and taught me a lot. And, you know, there's there's so many guys out there that I've been blessed to be around. And those are mainly the ones I played for, but also the coaches I've had a chance. Cliff Godwin, I mean, I've only been there for two years, but it's crazy, right? You pick up and go 2,400 miles as a family, and that guy's impacted my life in a great way. Uh, didn't know anything. I didn't know him. I mean, I knew of him. But to be around him is special, and the relationship and the friendship that we've created is awesome too, so. That's why this game is beautiful, man. Mm. You can meet so many different people and you can connect on different levels. And that's kind of the things that I feel I'm blessed. And so those people meant a lot to me and you're always thankful for them and hoping I can get some of those guys to come talk to our staff, our team. (laughs) So yeah, you're you're, you're right. People affect you and those are people that affect my life at a high level. And I'm thankful, thankful to have in my life. All right, we're, we're closing up here. I'm going to go through what we always call the lightning round. you got to answer these questions quick Ooh. without thinking, right? You ready? <laughs> All right, what's your favorite fast food? Del Taco. Okay, yeah. favorite uh, favorite band, favorite musical band? Musical band, uh, let's go Korean CCR. CCR, mm-hmm. yeah. love yeah. it. Okay, favorite book? Book, um, Moneyball. All right, uh, dog or cat guy? Dog. All right, Lakers or Clippers? Lakers. Nice. Favorite color? A blue. Uh, you a mountains or a beach guy? Both. All right. <laughs> uh, we got to be off-roading around the racetrack. Uh, what do you mean racetrack? Yeah, I mean, racing around the racetrack. If you could do either one, what you going to do? Go off-roading. Off-roading. Yeah. What's your favorite word? It's interesting. Say <laughs> pride. All right. And what's something you will never do? Never. Huh? You always say never say never, right? I don't know if I should mm. never do. I don't know if I would. I, I've always said I'll never go skydiving. Okay. So, all right. So I don't think I can do that. Well, you know, all the all the Titan fans would be uh, would be upset with me if I didn't ask for any uh, prognostications or predictions for the, <laughs> for the for the season. It's still way early. You're still getting going, even getting knowing your players. So I don't expect uh, any any real present. Uh, 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 predictions, but what do you think, Coach? Well, I'm excited to see. You know, we're undefeated right now, so that's a, we're we're going <laughs> in the right direction, right? That. So yeah. we're we're doing good right now. We're 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 working on accumulating victories every day, and that's about going and working out, and going to class, and playing catch or hitting. So I can't. I'm not going to give you a record. I don't know what that's going to be. I know that we're going to work hard with these young men. They're I'm getting a good positive vibe. Our staff has on what they're doing and how they're doing it. It's been fun to watch them out there. I feel they're excited for the everything 
the yeah. new new coaching staff, uh, new opportunities, uh, and they want to get back. You know, we had a good team meeting, and a lot of guys were talking about, hey, we, we need to move forward. There's a lot of, again, that's why I say pride. There's a lot of pride in this program, and guys are disappointed in the things that have that's transpired, but they're like, no, let's get to work, coach. And that's all I can ask of them. If they put in the work, they'll never hear me complain one bit, and that's what that's what Titans do, and they're, they're going to get after it, and we're going to push them as hard as we can, but I want them to want it for the right reasons to challenge each other, but also to, you know, lock arms together and compete at a high level. So I know they're, we're pushing them and we're excited to challenge them. And they're, the feedback we're getting is positive uh, and they're wanting to move forward. And it's a new slate, new opportunities. Like I said, guys competing for jobs. I told them, hey man, we don't know who's gonna be Friday, Saturday, Sunday starters. We don't know who's gonna be one through nine in the lineup. You guys go for it, man. You have fall to show us in January. You know, there's not, cause this guy did this last year. You gotta re-earn it. You got a whole new set of eyes that are looking at you and evaluating you. So everyone's, everyone's go. Every job's open, fellas. Let's go. Who wants it? And you just got to paint that picture. And the ones that work hard and do things right and are consistent, well, we say we, we don't play fan favorites, guys. That's not who we are. We're going to play the right guys uh, that are going to do things right for us and believe in what we, our philosophy is as a, as a team. So they're doing it and we're excited. And I know it's new, but it's good to be back out there. I can't tell you it's fun just to be around the field around the players and to see them get after it. So I'm excited to see what we can do. All right. So last chance to say anything you want to Titan nation that's listening, uh, um, uh, share any last thoughts before we uh, give this a wrap. Well, first and foremost, thank you for having me. You bet. That's awesome. It's good to see you again. And, you know, I'm glad to be back at Cal state Fullerton and I want the, the community and the students and the professors, everyone on campus love for them, not just to support baseball, but our athletic events, if we can come support, that means a lot to the student athletes. Uh, so again, if we can have everyone just supporting us and, you know, you know, pulling from the same rope and having our backs, you know, we, we're so thankful and we want to represent everyone the right way, especially the university and the people around us. Love to have them out. And, and again, we're excited and, you know, please support us because, you know, we're doing this for the program and for the community and it means a lot to us. So yeah, love to see people out in the field cheering us on. And hopefully not too many booze. We'll be there. We'll be there. <laughs> Thank you so much, Coach. Really appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Coach. Good, you good it. having you. you. Good having you come home. Uh, welcome back. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks right. to be here. Thank you for listening to Fram and Friends, a collaboration between Titan Radio and Cal State Fullerton. For more episodes like the one you just heard, visit titanradio.org.